to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Hey y'all, this your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and I welcome you to another amazing episode of this podcast. We've been talking about health and wellness, and I can't wait to introduce our next guest. Farah M. Green is a certified exercise nutrition coach, body activist, speaker, author, and the founder CEO of Thick, Bold, and Healthy LLC. She encourages women to embrace their bodies through body image consulting, health, wellness, and nutrition. After years of fighting with depression, low self-esteem, and weight loss, she discovered every health and wellness journey begins with self-love. TBH is a one-stop shop for all things related to body positivity, nutrition, and wellness. So I introduce to you all Farrah Green. Good morning, Farrah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on here on the podcast. We're going to have an amazing conversation. And I can't wait to hear these gems that you're going to drop because you know it's the season when people get fit. So, you know, you might got a couple tips, a little couple strategies that people can, you know, apply to their life so they can get right, you know, get the body that they want. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Farah, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? So my definition and meaning of purpose is is basically like what you are actually called to do in life. I think a lot of times people get confused between like their career and their actual purpose. Some um, some of your your purpose in life may not actually cause you or, or push you to monetize it, but there's a way to always monetize your purpose. But Really, it's it's just all about finding out what actually makes you happy. It's it's being a person that is, you know, of service. I feel like in order for you to really and truly live out your purpose, you have to be the person that gives and and provide you provide knowledge or, you know, provide something to other people um, Mm -hmm. so that it can help them along their journey, no matter what industry you're, you know, you're part of. But I think for me is you know, also figuring out like, okay, this is my career, but what is my purpose? And even when you have a career that may be your purpose, it's like still within that career, what exactly are you trying to accomplish so that you're, you know, you can truly, you know, live out your purpose each and every day. So yeah, that's, that's what purpose really means to me. Yes. I love how you put in there, you know, is a difference between your purpose and your career. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I don't think anybody has ever stated that since I've been doing this podcast, but that's a great way to put it. And like you said, your career may be your purpose, but there's an ultimate goal in that. Like, you know, if your purpose is to change the lives of youth through education, you know, what, what are you, what is your ultimate goal? Are you trying to maybe like open up a school or, you know, what is the ultimate goal of the actual purposeful career or the purposeful life? So I agree with that wholeheartedly. I haven't had anybody say that, but there is a difference. You know, we can work every day, but is that your purpose? You know? Yeah. yeah. And I tell people that all all the time. And, and even me, like, I feel as though my purpose 
hands down, is to break the generational curses of diet-related chronic illnesses among my family and among other women's um, other women's family, right? So mm-hmm. that is, I'm really, really strong in my purpose, but through that, you know, through that movement, through the purpose that I have, that's why I started TBH. That's why I want to start a nonprofit, you know, like that's why um, I'm going back to school to actually become a dietitian because there's a difference between a certified nutritionist and a dietitian. Right. So I'm taking the steps in order to actually live out my purpose fully. That is amazing. Y'all, she's smart. She said, I'm going to school. I'm doing everything. OK, but sometimes you have to take those proper steps to get where you want to go, you yeah. know. If the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian is, oh, I can write you some a script, then guess what? Hello. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what yeah. I'm going to do because I'm going to get you right. Right, right. <laughs> I can take your insurance now. You know, you don't necessarily have to pay out of pocket because now I'm a dietitian. You know, so there's, there's levels to every step. You know, throughout your throughout your purpose. Yes, absolutely. If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? I would have to say ambitious. And sometimes like, and and I know that we're all ambitious, right? Like we're all, you know, fighting up, getting, getting, like getting up every day and like really fighting the things for the things that we really want and and how we want to live. But I think my ambition is like times 10, sometimes to a point where I'll be doing the most. Like, (laughs) I'll be doing the most and I'll be sitting here confused, like what to you know, how to start this, how to start that, how to, you know, step back and maybe wait to start that thing and focus on one thing at a time. So it's a gift and a curse at the same time. So it's like, yes, I'm very ambitious. I'm very driven and goal oriented, but it can also be a blessing and a curse at the same time, because when you are sitting there overthinking or contemplating, you sometimes don't know which direction you should go first, but you know, eventually you'll get there. Right, right. No, I agree. It is a gift and a curse. Oh my gosh. Because you know, as a creative, your mind is everywhere. Oh so you're like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do that. Oh, then I thought about it, like, you know what? Just because I thought about it right now don't mean I have to execute it right now. So let me just write this down <laughs> and get my thoughts together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I I I I told I totally agree with you. I'm pretty sure my husband is like, what idea you got there? Come on, tell me. <laughs> Like split it out. And I'm like, okay, so we can do this, this, that, and that. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should wait to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a step back and just wait. I got to start with one thing at a time. Yes. Oh my gosh, you become so overwhelmed. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So how did we get here? What made you create Thick Bowl and Healthy LLC? Yeah, so I started my health and wellness journey, I want to say at the age of like 15, 16 years old. That's when I really started falling into diet culture. And I remember putting myself on like a strict diet to, you know, look good on my sweet 16. And that day, literally after that day, I found myself like binging right after my weight started creeping back up because I wasn't losing weight properly. I was like, you know, starving myself, really, really cutting calories, really working out. And it just wasn't a satisfying weight loss process for me. So as the years gone, you know, gone by, I just started studying nutrition and really studying, you know, health promotion and really trying to figure out what my body type was. And it wasn't until that I, you know, was in college. And at the time I was majoring in journalism and I have a minor in public health. And 
during that time in, in, in college, my weight will fluctuate all throughout the years, you know, of college, but I always stayed active. I always stayed, you know, um, fit. And it wasn't until I moved to Seattle, Washington, I was working for, um, a news station called Cairo, Cairo news in Seattle. And I was the youngest woman in the newsroom. One of the only few black young women, you know, in, in the newsroom and I wasn't really respected. And so that led me to a deep depression because not only am I in this unfamiliar place, Seattle, Washington, like <laughs> it rains all the time there. Um, it's very depressing and I don't know anyone. I'm away from family. My, my support system is really far. And imagine like going through that already and then going into an environment at work where you're not respected or you're not really wanted. Right. So it was very difficult for me that whole entire year. And as a result, I ended up, you know, gaining more weight um, after graduating college because of me being stressed, because of me being depressed. And still, even though I was gaining weight, I was still waking up every morning at 6 a.m. to hit the gym just so that I can mentally get myself together and just be around positive people, positive individuals mm-hmm. that I was working out with instead of, you know, just just waking up, going into work and just being miserable all the time. Like I, I had to work through my mental health issues. And so because I was having, you know, uh, you know, anxiety and depression, my weight tends to just hold on. Like <laughs> no matter how much I'm, I'm working out, eating right, everything, my weight will still hold on to my body simply because my body knows that I'm emotionally drained. I'm, I'm going through something. Um, it wasn't until that I moved out of that situation. I ended up getting married and me and my husband, we um, were located. I moved to California because that's where he was uh, originally while I was living in Seattle. And I remember staying on the side of my bed. And at the time, again, I was in California, San Diego, and I was sitting on the side of my bed and I was like, I have to do something with my health. Like, it's just not about weight loss. Like, I have to do something with my health. And I said, I need something outside of weight loss that's really going to push me and keep me going. And I started CrossFit. And then soon after I started CrossFit, I started running in these 5Ks and 10Ks. My first 5K was a mud run and I loved it. I loved it. And in one year, less than one year, I ran 10 5Ks and 10Ks and a half marathon in less than Wow. Yeah. And I was like, like I, I did it. And because I was like so focused on that alone, my body was able to transform again, just not on weight loss, but again, in mental health, how I looked at my body, how I, you know, build a better relationship with food, like everything just started, just started, just started changing for me. And I realized I was like, okay, I got something here. Like I have a message and I have something to say to other women that are curvy, that are feeling the same way that I'm feeling or was feeling the same thing, was feeling the same way that I was feeling back when I was living in Seattle. Um, and, and, and really, how can I get them to love their bodies, love their bodies through the process, but also know that it's okay if you want to change your body. I just want you to, I just want you to build yourself up mentally so that once you reach the outcome, once you hit that goal, you're not backsliding because you're still not satisfied with your body. And so even at my heaviest, my heaviest weight was like 245. I was, I was so confident. And it's because I did the, I did the work 
mentally that it took for me to accept who I was, but also know that I can also change throughout my weight loss journey. And so that's when I decided to become a certified nutritionist and a personal trainer. Um, but my focus really is nutrition. And that's when I you know, started the Thick, Bold and Healthy platform. And so many women were were drawn to the message that I was I was you know pushing and and that's how we're we're here now. So as me, wow, the nutritionist, <laughs> yes, body positive. Okay, yo, she said it's it is mental. Mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. It's all in the psyche. Like it's all about what you think. Like yep. you know, like. I'm tall. I'm 5'11", and I weigh a lot, okay? So when people see me, they be like, you weigh how much? Like, I said, it's because I'm stacked different, you know? Yes. I'm stacked different. It might be all in my boob area. It might be in my hip area. We do have a stomach area, you know? (laughs) But, you know, I'm like, I'm tall, y'all. But I'm like, y'all, this is not, this is not, I know it's not good. I know that some weight has to come off in order for me to be the healthiest version of myself. Right. But y'all, this is a lot of weight to carry. People yeah. don't understand when they're not carrying it. They don't know. Yep. Yep. They don't, they don't, they don't get it. And I am five, I'm five, three. And mm-hmm. you know, my chest is, is really, really, really big. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that it can, <laughs> people don't understand. Like <laughs> I'll be in the gym, I'll be working out. <laughs> And I'm the only woman in my morning class that is, you know, curvier. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I do the same thing, box jumps, squats, all, all of that stuff, burpees, just like everybody else. But people don't understand sometimes when working up the bar, when trying to lift, like it's just a different feeling for me. And they they don't get it. And I don't expect them to get it. But right. again, that is okay. That's why I wear my TVH t-shirts. Like I am curvilicious. My weight doesn't define me. You can find a definite in my curves, right? Like, I, or sis, you better not give up. Like I wear my t-shirts to the gym, not only to like remind myself, but also show people like, hey, I'm really out here getting it too. And again, I know that I may need to, you know, drop a few pounds, but again, I'm building a a healthy relationship with my body and knowing that I can love myself now, but also know that I still need to put in work to um, reach the the health status or prevent certain diet-related chronic illnesses from creeping up. Like, I still know I have to put in the work. So Yes, yes, absolutely. So what do you feel maybe was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? I think my biggest challenge was manage, managing my stress level. Like, and that's, and that's, that's the honest truth. Cause I'm a military wife and, um, I got married really young at the age of, we were like 22, 23 years old. And so when you get married that young and you're still growing, you love your partner, yes, but you're also growing up with your spouse. Like you're adulting, literally adulting with your, with your spouse. And so had like having to move around so much. And in and, and dealing with the anxiety and, and stress of being a military wife, because not only are you trying to figure out, you know, your, your husband's career is great, but it's like, OK, every time you move, you got to start all over again, you know, for, for the civilian. You got to start all over again every time you move. So for me, my biggest challenge was um, was managing my stress level because of the impact of my lifestyle, how, was, how I lived. 
and just certain things that I, I went through mentally as a young woman, as a college educated woman, and also feeling like feeling like whether or not I am enough. Right. So mm-hmm. that was my that was my biggest challenge. And because because I know my body, I know be, I know my body type is an endomorphic and we can jump into the different body types, you know, a little later. But because my body type is an endomorph, I can tend to pick up weight quickly. Mm-hmm. Like my metabolism isn't as fast as someone who who may be a, a, a lot thinner than me. And so as a result of that, when I'm going through stress and when I have anxiety, it don't, like I said in the beginning, it don't matter how much I'm working out or eating properly, weight will creep up, creep up on me. That's just how my body is structured. So really my biggest hurdle and biggest challenge was like, we gotta, we gotta figure out how to maintain your emotions, Farrah. Like, like we gotta figure out how to level out your emotions and get your mental health together. So that was, that was really my biggest struggle. Wow. Wow. And then, you know, that that we're talking about, you know, bodies and, and how we, some people may retain weight. Some people may be able to lose weight faster. Can you tell our listeners about your book, 12 ways to your body of gold? Yes. Yes. So I started, um, I started a podcast called the body of gold podcast, right? At the time I felt like it fit my personal, my personal brand. Um, but recently I had, I had let it go cause I felt like I was moving into a different direction. But as a result of that podcast and the impact that I had on people, um, I decided to create 12 steps to your body of gold, basically the ultimate guide to embracing self-love and mastering your health. And basically it, it starts, um, the, the first few steps is all about tackling your mindset and then it goes into strategy. Cause I feel as though you can't have a strategy and your mindset is not where it is to actually execute that strategy. So I speak heavily on mindset, even the clients that I work with now, um, whether you are one-on-one or in my group coaching program, we still talk about mindset and, and how to work through our issues and our problems and how to really gain clarity and discovering what do you want. I think a lot of people especially women have a hard time asking themselves and really answering the question, what do you want? It's a basic question, but sometimes we're so confused and we're still trying to figure it out. So it it helps you figure that step, those few steps, those few steps really just go over the fact of, you know, what what do you want? Answer that question. Um, And then it goes into, you know, the strategy and breakdown of like how to actually reach your ultimate health. Wow, that's really good. I hope people that's listening go ahead and buy that thing because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so much deeper than changing the food that you eat or how much exercise that you do. It really is a mindset. Like when they say trying to get fit is not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Like yeah. you really have to be all the way in it, like mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, you know, like you people have, don't get it. It 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 really is. And it's it's not it's not easy because as women, like our bodies fluctuate, our bodies change, we carry children, um, we go through menopause, like we we just our bodies go through so much. And it, it, it really is a lifestyle. And I think a lot of times people are so caught up into fat diets or quick results that they forget like, okay, how am I actually going to sustain these results once, once I actually get them? 
And that's how come a lot of people end up backsliding and being like, dang, like I hit this goal and then now I'm here and I don't know how to sustain it. Because if I keep, you know, going down this road, going down this road of cutting calories and working out, like I'm just going to keep losing the weight. But how do I now like maintain, maintain it? Like, how do I now stay healthy and and just keep being active and, and wanting more? And and that's why I say weight loss can't be the only thing that drives you. Like it, it just can't like that number on the scale can go up and down. That cannot be the only thing that drives you. And so I teach a method called um, finding your internal challenge, discovering your internal challenge, which is also part of the 12 steps to your body of gold book, um, where we actually break down and figure out what is going to be your number one drive that even when the scale is moving, even when you're not getting the results fast enough, what is actually going to keep you going outside of weight loss? And a lot of women are like, taken back that I'm just not this, you know, nutritionist that say, here, like, here's a plan. Here's your meal plan. Here's a workout. Go on about your business. Like, no, girl. Like, I get so deep um, into, like, figuring out who you are as a person. And, and a lot of times it leads to my clients having, you know, breakthrough sessions where they cry, where they let, let things out because we don't realize that our past, the traumas that we've been through, the emotional traumas we've been through, like it all creeps up into our, you know, well-being throughout life, whether or not you may realize it. So it definitely is a journey, but I really encourage everyone to find something that drives you outside of just weight loss or weight gain, whatever your goal is. Yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, this is good, good, good stuff, y'all. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about success. So what does success mean to you and what has been your biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. Yeah. So success means to me, that's a really, really good question because I'm going to be honest with you. I have been trying to figure out, (laughs) I've been trying to figure that out. Um, I've been trying to figure out what, what does success look like for me really and truly, I, I'm not making, you know, my business hasn't necessarily hit six figures yet um, or seven figures yet. But for me right now, where I am right now, success looks like success will look like the, the really the impact that I have on other people. Like even when I feel like I'm not showing up as my best self, my clients are still cheering me on. Right. Like they are still they're still with me throughout even my own process. And I think, yes, I'm your coach, but it definitely is like a still a two way relationship. And I have to sometimes sit back and sometimes I I second guess myself. I doubt myself. I go I go through it. I have my breakdowns, just like most entrepreneurs. But You know, when a client, the moment that I start doubting myself and really getting into my head and not feeling like I'm successful and not feeling like I'm I'm getting anywhere, I will automatically like get a text message from a client saying, hey, Farrah, I just dropped another two pounds this week. Or hey, Farrah, like I'm starting my garden this week. Thank you so much. Or like, hey, Farrah, my clothes are starting to fit better. I'm starting to feel good. I feel really good. Hey, Farrah, my A1C level has dropped five points, you know, five, five, five levels down. So it's like, Stuff like that makes me feel really, really, um, makes me feel really, really good because 
it's like, okay, even when the money isn't coming in as fast enough or every day I'm not necessarily making sales on, you know, my e-commerce site, I'm like, that's okay. I'm going to keep going. Why? Because there's, there is, there are women who, who still need me. There are women out there that still need me. I had one lady tell me, and I, and I'll never forget this. And this, this has been sitting with me for a, a very long time. She said, women need you even when they think they don't need you. Like women are going to need you even when they think they don't. And to me, that was like, oh, okay. Like right now I'm successful in that because I'm making a difference, right? Yeah. I, I'm making an impact. So yeah, I think um, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a journey, but that has been really the most, yeah. And I think my biggest success, and I'm going to say too, business and personal. Business-wise, I really believe my biggest success in that was seeing women come to me and say, Farrah, I want to lose weight and my A1C level, because they're diabetic, and my A1C level is, is this particular number. I want to get this A1C level now and I want to drop a few pounds. When I actually walk a client through that process and journey and they actually get there and it just not has been one, one woman who accomplishes, it's been multiple women who have accomplishes with me. If, if, if feels, it feels really good. Like, okay, I'm living my purpose. Um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I get excited even when I get excited even even when there's no dollars unattached to it. I'm just happy that I was able to make a difference in their life. So that's like my biggest success in business as far as I actually get my clients results. And then personally, I think my biggest success is the fact that I have not given up. I think just like everything, everybody else, my health goes through roller coasters. I still go through a process. I still go through my own struggles and my own journey, but I promised myself, I said, this year, I want to, I want to, um, do a CrossFit competition. And I did that. Like I just finished competing in my cross, my first CrossFit competition. It was virtual. I ranked 730 in my division. And there was about over a hundred thousand people in this competition. Cause it was like wow. the U S and worldwide. So for me to rank before a thousand, <laughs> like, you know, I was happy. Like, I was just like, okay, we are getting somewhere, you know? Um, all this training that I'm doing every single morning at 6 a.m. It, it, it isn't for nothing, right? So right. that was definitely a personal um, success of mine. That's amazing. But that's good, you know? Like you said, for your business, your success is changing these lives and it doesn't have a dollar amount attached to it. You know, like, I be feeling like that sometimes, like, you know, somebody might come to me and ask me or something and I might give them an extra gym just because it came off the tip of my tongue. And they'd be like, you know what? I never even thought about it like that, you know? So I be feeling good about those kind of things too. Like, dang, now I just gave them a good gym and then they can apply it to their business or their life and they can be successful in that arena of whatever, you know, industry or whatever that they're in. So yeah, it'd it be like that. Those are the happy moments, you know? Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And it keeps you grounded. It keeps you going when you don't, when you don't feel like, <laughs> when you don't feel like it no more. Yeah, because we be there. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm over it. Uh, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So I know you get busy pouring into other individuals about showing up and being healthy and 
being the best versions of themselves. How do you pour back into yourself? Because I'm really big on self-love and self-care on this podcast. Yeah. So, so I have like my own routine to kind of like pour back into my, pour back into myself and making sure that my cup is also filled because I can't give what I don't have. And so, um, when it comes down to self, when it comes down to self-care, I definitely, I'm, I'm really basic and really simple. I will go to the nail salon and to, you know, um, go get a mani and pedi and get no polish on them. I just want my feet to be rubbed and my hands to be rubbed. Um, I do massages with me and my husband. We always go for like a couple's massage. Um, so that's really, really good. And then a part of me also focuses on building a better relationship with God because that's also another way that I pour back into myself is, is really understanding the word of God, what he wants me to do, how he wants me to move. Um, and also like praying for others. And then I also have like my own collective of individuals that I can go to whenever I'm struggling and they pour back, you know, into me, whether it's my husband, my mom, my grandparents, um, my mentor, like they pour so much into me (laughs) in order for me to like, do my group coaching calls, show up for a one-on-one client, do a live, produce content, figure out, you know, how to get my message and my brand out there. Lakeisha, the woman who, you know, can, you know, connected us like, yeah, she's my booking manager, but I also look at her as my mentor because how she like lives her life and how she has her family and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I, I, I love, I love that. And so when me and her talk, and we have our meetings. It's not just about, okay, what we need to get done. She also takes the time to pour into me and say, hey, Farrah, you need to be moving this way. You need to be moving that way. If you want to reach, you know, this is down the third. And um, I, I really do have a great group of women, whether they're my business friends or or personal, you know, friends. Because sometimes you got to keep those separate because not all your friends are entrepreneurs. Right. So whether it's my business friends or personal friends, like I have that collective to, to really pour it into me when I'm like, when I, when I need that, you know, extra, extra boost on top of my self-care routine, on top of doing my best to build a better relationship with God. Amen to that. Yeah. Yes. Your circle is so important mm-hmm. to the way that you treat yourself, you know, because if we don't know of different ways or techniques on how we should do things, we're looking at others to help us, you know, get to those places. So if your energy with the people that you keep is bad, uh-huh. you need to get rid of them because now you got, they, what they say, a bird of a feather flocks together. Uh, yep, yep. You don't want that. You don't want no negative energy. Because no. they will drain you. And I tell people all the time, I say, if whatever you're doing is it benefiting you, is decreasing you. And I don't mean that in a sense of like, you can't help somebody and, you know, they don't give you nothing back in return. Like, I don't, I don't mean it in, in that way. Right. Cause you, you don't give to always get something back in return. You give mm-hmm. out of, of your heart. But I, but at the same time, I also do feel there are certain boundaries that you can't cross. And like I said, if it's not benefiting you in some way and it doesn't have to be monetary, then it's, it's, it's decreasing you. It is draining you. You're, you're not able to really live how you, you know, want to live or, you know, how, you, how you're meant to live. So, so yeah. 
Absolutely. Draining. Mm -hmm. It'd be draining. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, God. How you know somebody walk into the room and you just immediately get drained? You just like, David, they didn't even say nothing. Say nothing. (laughs) You just got drained. Like, uh, (laughs) you got to go. For real. For real. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I've been asking this question recently. So it's a good one. You might think about it for a little bit, but you may not. So if you can give young Farah a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Ooh, that is good, child. That is good. Mm, That's so good. (sighs) I would say, girl, run your own race. Mm. That's it. Run your own race. Do what you want. Do what you want to do. Do what your heart desires. Do what you are called to do. And don't let anyone make you feel less than. Don't make anyone feel like they have power over you to a point where you feel like you can't move. Mm. Like, just just operate how you want to operate. That's what I would. I, that's what I would tell young Farrah. And to be quite honest with you, that young Farrah could be a year ago or six months ago, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it don't necessarily have to be, a, you know. Young Farrah, like Farrah as a teenager, it could be me six months ago or a year ago. And and and, and really is is really those things like, yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I don't even have like words. I'm like, so <laughs> I'm like, I'm like so speechless because when you give somebody that much power over you, you, you feel like you you feel like you can't move. You feel like you are. What, what's the word? You, you feel very crippled. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, it, it, it's, it's almost as if you're not your, yourself. You're not operating right. in, in yourself. So it's like, really don't allow anyone to have that much power over you to a point where you feel as though you can't control your life and to really run your own race. Everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own experiences. You cannot compare your life to somebody on something social media you can't do it definitely can okay yeah you definitely cannot so do you have any upcoming events or projects or anything like that that our audience should know about um upcoming events we are hosting a wellness retreat tbh is hosting a wellness retreat in the month of september um labor day weekend in virginia beach is going to be very very intimate very intimate because i really want you know, about six to 10 ladies there. Um, so, so we'll see how that goes because we'll all be under one roof <laughs> for three days. <laughs> so um, we're, we're planning that. We're in the process of planning that now. And, um, and yeah, that, that's, that's the, that's the main like big thing right now. Of course I have other projects going on cause I'm always creating something, but um the main event that's coming up is 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 in September, the wellness retreat. Awesome. So how can our listeners find you on social media? Yes. So you can find me at Farrah M. Green underscore. That's Farrah M. Green underscore. Um, and you can find me at Thick, Bold, and Healthy. Yes. So before we go, on can you give... <laughs> I'm like, I paused. I was like, wait, that's... 
<laughs> so before we go, can you give our audience a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Um, so a good piece of advice about bossing up and just in life and business is is really stay true to who you are. Don't feel as though just because somebody is doing it, you have to do it too. Or this person is out here killing it. Oh, you got to be doing that too. Again, figure out your own path, figure out what is it that you want. And once you have that, figure out an actual strategy in order for you to get there. Like you need a strategy in order to, in order to get there. And as y'all know, faith without work is dead. So you can, you know, have all these dreams and have all these goals and ambitions, but if you're not working towards that, then God can't really help you along the way. He can drop signs. He can drop you know, certain things that may come across your, your table, like, oh, I was just thinking about that. Okay. God probably telling me something. I need to, I need to um keep going and 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 you know, not doubt myself throughout the process. So yeah, that's a that's a piece of advice I would give. That is awesome. Well, I was so grateful to have you on here today, Sarah. You are amazing. Having me. I you are so welcome. Yeah, as you know, the people, they don't listen to what you're doing. Y'all, you know, y'all got to keep up with her on social media because she out here inspiring people, not motivating them because motivation is like temporary. She's mm-hmm. out here inspiring people um, to be the best version of themselves, but including health, wellness into their living situation. You know, we have to apply these things like our mental is so important. Like we feed ourselves these thoughts so we can show up and be confident in who we are. Like she said, I might have been 240 pounds, but I was a confident 240 pounds, you know? So that's the difference, y'all. We have to start believing in ourselves, leaving the affirmations around our house, in our car, wherever you got to go, you know? So keep pouring that positive energy into your life, y'all. Your energy is in the circle that you keep. So absolutely. (laughs) with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Boss. Ain't none to it.